Hi, this is Web37 Daily, a 1.37 p.m. daily Twitter space on all things NFTs and Web3. Welcome to Pioneering Crowdfunded Movies with NFTs. I'm Erica and I'm joined with Nick and we're joined with Miguel of Kayadita. I'm really excited to have everyone here as we talk about um, movies being funded through NFTs. Um, Miguel, hi. Hi, thank you for having me. I hope all is well. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, Nick, you want to start us off? Sure thing. Um, so first, Miguel, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, we definitely working on some very interesting stuff, and I, I'm really excited to dive into it. Um, but first, you know, I think a good place to start is to just briefly introduce yourself. Tell us about who you are, what you do, and um particularly for someone that really doesn't know, uh, you know, Web3 or what you're up to. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, thank you for having me and thank you for uh, joining to everyone that's here. I'm a filmmaker from Barcelona, Spain. I'm 29 years old and I'm based in London. And I've been making films since as long as I can remember uh, as a writer, director and, and producer. And I've made a couple of short films in the last few years that that were quite successful in, in festivals and and you know and have been you know also uh, successful in streaming and stuff. And then now I'm I'm making my first feature film. It's called Cayadita, and it's based on a on a short film of the same title that I made in 2019. That that was recently also acquired by HBO and just, just yesterday actually premiered in HBO Max in, in the States. Wow, and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, uh, it was very exciting and we love the, the film being there and more people being able to watch it. And basically, yeah, I'm, I'm also an NFT collector and enthusiast. And so right now I'm merging those two passions and paths by uh, fundraising the my my film Kayarita, the feature film via an NFT collection, and we can talk a bit more about that in a second. Yeah, thanks for sharing the background. Um, you want to tell us what Kayarita is about? Yeah, of course. So Kayarita is uh, about a Latin American domestic worker who works and lives in the house of a rich family in Spain during the summer. And so it's a story of female empowerment and liberation within this context of very st stark um, class differences and racial inequalities. And sometimes, to put it simply, I, I say that it's kind of like Roma meets Parasite. So clarify this for me. So you were the first ever European film funded by NFTs. That's that. Is that correct? Yes, in terms of uh, fiction movies, yes, that is correct. So Cayadita was first a short film that I made a few years ago. And now, I, I mean, you said it in the past tense, but we are actively uh, minting. But yeah, we are we are the first uh, uh, film that is that is fundraised this way with an NFT collection in Europe. Uh, basically, what I've done is that we took the, the original short film that is 15 minutes and we broke that down into uh, individual frames, uh, so like stills, 
still images and then also some videos and created a collection of 2400 NFTs that are minting right now on our website, Film. And all of the proceeds that uh, we get from the NFT sales are going straight into the budget of the movie. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I pinned um, just your video, your intro video up here for people who are interested and want to watch the trailer and uh, visit the website. What do you think about the trends that you keep saying, you know, on Twitter and you mentioned that, you know, it's going to be a new wave of films being funded with NFTs. Could you just tell us about this new, I guess, this phenomenon that's happening? Yeah, of course. Um, there's many projects uh, coming up. I've been working on, on Kayadita uh, as, as a film fundraising uh, kind of um, project for a few months, but within these months, uh, Julie Pacino registered her first project, uh, Keepers of the Inn, which was um, was the first um, fiction movie to be funded with NFTs. And then now I'm doing Cagadita, which is the second, but there's already so many more projects lining up to, to drop in the next few days and weeks and months. And so we're seeing really a movement starting to happen. And in a way, it's um, to me, it's, it's, it's no wonder because for, for on the one hand, Cinema is the most centralized and corporation-controlled art form that there is. So there's no other art form that needs Web3 and decentralization more than, than cinema, uh, which, you know, there's just a handful of people and corporations that are deciding which films get made. And I think that we can use the power of community and Web3 to empower both creators and artists to, to make the films that they want to make. And, and then also kind of empower audiences to be able to choose which kinds of films they want to see and support them uh, by collecting NFTs, for example, or, or other ways. But in a sense, it's like empowering creators through empowering audiences. And that way, hopefully, we can have a more diverse and a more passionate filmmaking where, you know, it, the movies that get made that don't get decided by a handful of studio heads or or even an algorithm in, in a studio that tells the studio what movie is going to sell more, but they are you know, decided and championed by artists and passionate individuals trying to push um, for for the art that they care for. And in that sense, um, so yeah, we're seeing a movement. Also, it's to me, it's it's a great alignment because everyone in the space um, is always talking about utility and how utility is important. And in a way, like what better utility and roadmap is there that we're making a movie with these NFTs, right? Like, it's funny because a lot of PFP projects like to brag or, or to flex that they are going to make a movie one day. A lot of them don't really know what making a movie entails or have no concrete plans of making it in the near future. But in any case, um, in our in our case, it's it's definitely happened and it's happening soon and everything is ready to, to go for it to happen. So we're shooting in September. And... And we're inviting everyone to kind of be a part of this journey of uh, pioneering Web3 film, essentially. Because I think that one thing that we've seen in the past year and a half of NFT, you know, crazy run is that history is very important. And so um, the projects that have pioneered new verticals in the NFT space, for example, generative art or photography or music, have gone on to be. Uh, very significant and, and very appreciated and valued 
in in the longer term because because the blockchain you're able to see proof of of you know uh, provenance and history in the blockchain so um value accrues to to those pioneering projects that push the boundaries of the tech speaking of cutting edge tech and and just you know innovating in web3 um what sets the nft uh infrastructure around your film apart um from a lot of the other structures and just maybe more broadly as well how is it uh structured i know you dove into it a little bit but um like you know immediate things and, and maybe in the future as well yeah sure um so right now it's structured into four tiers so as i said there are 2400 nfts and um those are structured into four tiers the first one being the the cheapest at 0.18 ETH. And there's 2,300 of those, and these are they are still single still images of the of the movie. And you go on our website, you mint one, and it's random which one you get. So it's kind of like a yeah randomized mint, like we are very used to. And those come with their own utility, like being able to see the film before anyone else, and having your name in the credits of the film, and also coming to a private Discord where you will get a very in-depth um, kind of experience of the behind-the-scenes process of making the film. And then uh, beyond that, we have a uh, tier two, which is 0.6 ETH, and there are 92 of, of those. And that um, comes with all the utilities of tier one, but also adding a few utilities like a video Q&A with the cast and crew, and also access to a metaverse premiere of the film, which you know we're going to be doing at some point um, before the official release. And then on top of that, there is tier three, which is three ETH, and there's 15 of those, although there's only two more available at the moment. And they come with an associate producer credit and the chance to visit the, the filming and be able to hang out with, with the cast and crew and, and experience how it is making the film. And then finally, tier four was sold out pretty quickly. Those were six ETH, and there were only five of those. And they come with similar benefits, but also a chance to get an avatar uh, your your favorite avatar in the credits and things like that that are kind of Web3 native because we want this film to, to be filled with Web3 culture because, as I said, it's like an important film in the history of of NFT films and all of that. And in the sense of um, like the longer term, they, all of the NFTs also come with a, a very important utility for me, which is um, that they all grant you uh, holders uh, governance power over a DAO that we're going to set up once the film is finished, because uh, basically we've been struggling a lot or we've been kind of, yeah, I'm not struggling, but like we've been trying to find a way that uh, we can return as much value from the movie back to the NFT holders. And because of the current legislations, you're, we're not able to offer a direct share of the revenues of the film to our backers. But what we are able to do is that once the film is finished, we'll set up a DAO and we'll transfer 50% of the revenues of the film to this DAO in perpetuity. And then the the holders of the NFTs will get to vote on what is done with that treasury, which potentially it could be backing another film NFT project or either by me or by any other filmmaker that the DAO wants to support. So essentially this Kayadita DAO can become a decentralized studio that can as we were saying, push the boundaries for a more diverse and decentralized decision-making in, in film. Yeah, thanks for sharing all the different tiers and what benefits people can get from 
I guess, supporting and backing the project. You know, they can feel like they're definitely part of the project, whereas a lot of other films that are being funded um, not in this way might feel more disconnected from the process. So I think that's awesome. You mentioned um, a screening in the metaverse, and that really, that was something that I found really interesting. Could you tell us more about that, or is that still kind of just like, broad and in the works like where are you gonna have it like that's crazy i mean we'll see where we do it because we're still a few months ahead but we've already done a a couple screens of of the short film in in crypto boxes in two different spaces in crypto boxes and i know uh, someone's working on creating a cinema in om six five to nine's open metaverse so that's gonna be very fun as well and hopefully we can do something there maybe or but in any case you know, we'll decide when when the time comes, but there are already options and it's a great experience. It's super fun to be able to watch the film all together in, in that setting. Uh, and also another thing that I wanted to touch on is the relating to this idea of utility that I was speaking to and, you know, comparing this project to other NFT projects. Like whenever whenever you mean a uh, PFP project, for example, I, I remember that Proof made a whole point uh, of, of this, that the fact that Moonbirds, all of the process were going to be put in, a, in, the, in within the ecosystem, right? So like the founders weren't taking any of the profits from the Moonbirds uh, mint and they were going to dedicate it all to grow the, the ecosystem, etc. And that was great. But to me, it's a bit weird that, or a bit strange that that was like a big uh, thing that they can flex on and because the, the space doesn't operate like that and that kind of that kind of seems a bit wrong with me because with Kaerita that's exactly what we're doing I mean all of the posits are going straight into the film so the film is something that is gonna make the NFTs be I we don't know if more valuable you know price can go up down that's not that's beyond our hands but what is what is certain is that the film makes the NFTs uh, more um, I don't know how to put it, but um, uh, yeah, like subjectively valuable in the sense that now they belong to a project that also has a, a movie um, within it. So in that in that sense, um, yeah, we're committed to that and to, to, to us that that's, you know, normal. So um, I hope to see that the space moving in this direction more as well. Yeah, and you you know you were talking about the space, and you know we see your punk, and you you've mentioned that you've been in the space for a really long time now, and so you're not just another person that's trying to jump into Web three for you know the financial benefits. Can you just talk about your Web three journey um, in general and how it's been for you since the beginning till now? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's important. You know, some people sometimes ask me for, for advice uh, about you know, film NFTs and how to raise, etc. And I'm like, I mean, the first thing you have to do is uh, immerse yourself in the community and be a part of it before you even think of launching your own project or asking the, the NFT space for, for anything. And yeah, I, I, started, I entered the space around February 2021. Kind of by accident, I read a, a few tweets about people trading CAD JPEGs for thousands of dollars. I guess those were crypto kitties. I thought that was insane. But that led to a couple in-depth articles that went into the tech and the um, the revolutionary ideas of um, digital ownership and what that could mean. 
And as a creator and an artist, I've always been very aware uh, of how screwed artists and creators of all kinds have been by Web2 monopolies and how the biggest companies in the world are mostly glorified intermediaries that are, you know, um, robbing creators of their creations and robbing audiences of their time and trying to suck them into spending more time without rewarding them and then selling their time and their attention back to advertisers. So it's a whole system that that I was very aware of how broken and, and toxic it was. And so I saw it very clearly that digital ownership had a chance at breaking some of these cycles and empowering creators and audiences. And I wanted to be a part of this movement. So I started hanging out on Clubhouse a lot and learning a lot about Web3 and NFTs and what was possible in this space. And soon after that, I started collecting my own NFTs and the bank was the first NFT I ever bought in March 2021 with most of my savings, really. And I, I say, I guess it was a very reckless financial decision at the time, but at the same time, it didn't even feel like a financial decision. To me, it felt more like like a commitment, long-term commitment decision to to some values and some and a revolution that I felt like was going to be very important, both for me and for the world. So I wanted to, to be a part of it and be at the forefront of, of this. So I saw that punks were kind of what represented mm. that. Yeah, yeah. And you said a lot of punks are the people who ended up backing this film the most, right? Yeah, we're very, I mean, we are definitely a very inclusive uh, community, both in Cagadita and, and I guess punks in general. And um, we, we want to build a strong community of cinephiles and, and people who believe in the future of, of decentralized film. But it's, yeah, it's it's definitely been the case that a lot of crypto punks have gotten behind this project. We have, I think, around 150 punks, punk holders who have minted Cagadita including a lot of, um, you know, big names in the space like um, G-Money or Farouk, but also great artists who are also punks like Justin Aversano or Claire Silver or or Thank You X. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's amazing to see these great artists and builders and founders who I really admire uh, supporting my project. And, and supporting film NFTs and being aware of film NFTs uh, through Cayadita. And also I feel like there's something to be said about uh, punks uh, as pioneers, right? And as, as, as visionaries who, who kind of um, are, are more inclined to, to, to value something that, that is new and that, and that is pioneering a special use case in, in the space uh, over uh, a new kind of uh, attractive flip in, in the space. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you're, you know, just giving us context in that way. What do you want to say to people who are like, hmm, he already made this film because you made the original Kaladita film a while ago and now you're remaking it. Why did you think it was important to remake it again instead of doing another film? Well, I mean, I'm, re I'm, I'm making it into a, into a feature-length film, so it's, it's going to be very different. The short film is 15 minutes. Uh, got it, got it. it. There on, on our website or on HBO, but then now mm -hmm. we're making a two-hour or, or you know, an hour and 40-minute 
and feature length movie. So it's gonna be very different, mostly because it's gonna because short films uh, struggle a lot to get eyeballs, basically, because most of us don't watch short films on our regular days, and so um, it's gonna now this story which is going to be told a lot better because it's going to be given more time is also hopefully going to reach uh, much wider audiences oh wow yeah that makes sense thanks for thanks for explaining congratulations on the hbo deal by the way that was announced yesterday yeah thank you um, i mean it's been in the works for for a few months and i i we always said that this that this was a thing, so we didn't like announce it yesterday. But yesterday was the day when when it finally um, dropped on on OpenSea to use our Web three terms. Uh, sorry, on OpenSea on HBO. So as of yesterday, it's it's available. Um, but yeah, but the, the short film was also available on our website to watch because I want as many people to watch it as possible. And if anyone is kind of on the fence about the project or they're thinking about it best thing to do is watch the 15-minute short film and if you like it and want to own a piece of it and support the making of its feature film version then you can you can join us so i think the person behind the wonderful individual behind the 137 p.m uh twitter account uh, his name is ezra he actually has a um a question so uh ezra take it away yeah for sure miguel thank you for sharing all this information about nfts and I just got an HBO Max subscription like last month. So I'm definitely going to check it out. And in relation to HBO, like, have you had to, without, you know, I know there's like contracts and like, uh, you know, uh, stuff that you can't say, but have you talked with HBO about the reception of NFTs? Like, are they, um, you know, is there any integration with the NFTs and HBO Max? Like, you know, any thoughts around that? Mm. I mean, we haven't talked to them about this side of things, and I don't. I like in within Kayadita, there's no integration. Uh, if they are doing something with NFTs or related to NFTs, then I don't know. But to be honest, personally, I feel like because people often ask me how I want the film to be distributed and if it's going to be an only Web three distribution strategy or or what's what we're doing and. I say I don't want I don't want kind of like my political ideas or whatever to to come between the film and, and its audience. So I want the film to be seen by as many people as possible and to find its right audience. So that will be where it is. But but at the same time, um, so we we will do a, a traditional distribution strategy. We have distributors in Spain and the U.S. We'll we'll take the film to. The, some of the best festivals wherever they'll have us because it's very hard to get into top festivals but we'll try and then we we'll try to go to cinemas in different territories and streamers and stuff but however i it's funny to me when for example yesterday we announced the news about uh, hbo and everyone's super excited and I, and I get that but at the same time i hope as a space we will move towards needing less validation from the big uh, web two companies right and and kind of uh, being able to um, stand in our own power without uh, feeling like the best thing that can happen to a product like Arita is landing a Netflix deal because that kind of defeats the purpose of it. Yeah, it seems most people tend to live on, you know, uh, I know YouTube is a big company, but a lot of people consume media through YouTube while HBO Max is a, that's a big deal. That's a big like validation piece um, on the outside. It's almost like 
posting stuff on YouTube. I mean, we're seeing comedians post their entire specials on YouTube and then they get their revenue through ticket sales. I think this NFT kind of thing can help uh, indie or, you know, movies run by people like yourself to raise the funds and then put it on YouTube so it can reach the widest audience possible. Yeah, potentially. I, I'm not sure. I mean, for for the move the long movie the, the feature version that we're making now um i guess i don't know how many people watch uh, feature films on youtube maybe maybe some people do but in my experience i i watch them more on platforms like hbo or like netflix or, or wherever they they are because like that's kind of more curated but in any case um yeah i understand the idea of validation i think also often people who are not too to into the filmmaking world, um, get a bit confused about about the idea of a short film, right? Because a short film can mean many things. You know, your 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 uh, teenage cousin might have made a short film with his friends in, with with a with a uh, phone, and and that's a short film on YouTube, and that's great. But uh, or maybe someone uh, is is thinking of more like music videos, and there's so many different formats. But Kayadita, uh, and you can watch it on the website, and you can see it's like kind of like um a movie but it's short so in that sense you know it's the kind of movie that would that you would expect to watch in a cinema or to to see appear on netflix or hbo um rather than uh, uh, a more um home home video style uh, that you might associate more with tiktok or, or youtube or whatever yeah thank you for that i appreciate that and I, the last thing i have to say is after watching and by the way this is pinned up at the top um it's Miguel's uh, pinned tweet on his profile. It's also pinned at the top of this space. The two-minute trailer for Caladita, it reminded me a lot, and you mentioned it earlier, it reminded me so much of the movie Parasite, you know, which was very critically acclaimed. I watched myself, and I loved the cinematography. I know that Caladita was made before Parasite, and some people, you know, I've heard that some people got confused that, oh, Par you know, uh, Caladita almost borrowed from Parasite, but really... Kelly Didi was made first. So after watching that trailer that's pinned up at the top, I was reminded so much of Parasite. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Parasite um, and I love Roma as well, which is another film that sometimes we get compared with. But but yeah, uh, the short film was made before uh, both of those films. So I, I couldn't have taken inspiration. I have to admit, if I had seen them before making Cagadita, I probably would have um, taken some inspiration uh, because I love both films and it's hard sometimes as an artist to not take inspiration from the things you love. But in this case, I wasn't able to for the short film. Yeah, Miguel, what are your goals for just the future? How far has it been funded so far from your goal? What has the progress been like since you started um, opening it up um, a couple of months ago? Yeah, thank you. Um, so it's been going very well. As I said, we, we have a very strong community uh, with a lot of uh, very valued members uh, from the NFT space who, who are holders. And so far, we've raised uh, over $600,000 um, for the movie, which is, is very amazing for a, a film of, of our kind, you know, a Spanish film in Spanish uh, by an indie director, young like myself, and not established yet. So yeah, it's really amazing the, the power of, of NFTs and we are very committed to making the film in September. Uh, we are hoping to raise more funds in order to have the kind of the, the budget that, that, we, that we feel um, 
will let us tell the movie, like make the movie the way that this story deserves to be told. And that's around $1 million. Uh, but whatever happens, uh, we'll definitely make the film this September because the film is very much a summer film, so we can't really delay uh, further. And, and yeah, we are super excited. The film also has a, an amazing cast attached um, with uh, Emily Mortimer, who some of you might know from Matchpoint, the Woody Allen movie, or from The Newsroom, which was an HBO show uh, also. And then a couple very big Spanish actors are, are involved as well. Uh, so that's that's going to be great to, to get to work with them. And yeah, I mean, it's... Um, yeah, I can't get over the fact that, you know, a movie like that from someone like like me out of um, out of Spain manages to raise this kind of uh, of money to for for this film. It's definitely a new era for indie films uh, thanks to Web3. And I can't wait to see all of the amazing movies that we're going to be able to see in the future thanks to to this new tech and this new movement. I love it. I love it. So um and and uh, actually, I have um I have a question as well before we get to Shami, um for the Po app, um, what has been the biggest challenge so far, uh, in in this venture? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I guess the biggest challenge has been kind of um spreading the word and, and getting people to, to understand what we're doing and, and to get behind it because we, we have an amazing community the space is super saturated it's it's so to mess to to grab people's attention basically and it, it's no there's no denying that the space is is very dominated right now by a handful of, of projects, mostly avatar projects that, and so a lot of collectors are taking on a flipper mindset where they care about the very immediate or very short-term proceeds um, and and they're looking for, for the next um, animal avatar to be able to, flicks, uh, to flip and that's fine, there's there's no harm in that and, and it's great that a lot of people, most of them creative people are, are making a lot of money from NFTs and that, that's amazing but at the same time mm, it's weird because NFTs, to me, it's just digital ownership. And so that encompasses the whole economy, right? So um, we are all kind of fighting for the same attention. Sorry. But anyways, uh, we're, but we're selling entirely different things. Like um, avatar projects are more equitable to maybe selling baseball card collectibles whereas in our case it's more we're fundraising a film and in other cases might be a photographer selling one of one photos or or a, or or a fine artist right so there's those are entirely different categories and different things and we all kind of we put it in the same bucket but and, and we fight for the same attention because the space is still so new and and so um concentrated or so you know small but but that's going to change in the future. And in any case, yeah, that, that's been a challenge. But at the same time, we're super grateful for the collectors that we've gotten. And uh, I think definitely Kayadita is a, is a project that that requires a bit of a, of a longer mindset. You know, you can't be thinking in days or weeks. You have to be thinking in months. But, but you know, that's that's fine also. And that's how when the space kind of started, that those were the 
the kinds of time frames that people had. And so there's no problem with that. And we're super grateful for, because we've had also a few like very big collectors, like um, the Nounce DAO, for example, contributed 7 ETH to, to the project, which was amazing. And that way we also get to feature some of the iconic Nounce DAO um, IP in not IP really because they CZ zero, but you know their their uh, glasses and some of the nouns are going to be featured in the film as part of that Easter eggs of cult of NFT culture that I was mentioning previously, and then also you know very established collectors like Stravitz, for example, who's a very OG punk claimer. He he minted over two hundred and fifty of our NFTs for a total of fifty five ETH, and is our biggest backer and, and, a, and a producer in the film now because of this crazy contribution. And it's amazing to see this kind of support from people who have been there, have been here in the NFT space since the beginning. Uh, I don't know him personally. Um, he just found out about my project. He believes so much in in uh, media NFTs and in the future of indie filmmaking via NFTs. He's a big cinephile and he wanted to get behind this project in a huge way. So yeah, it's, it's amazing to see. Amazing. I um, And so now uh, I'd love to allow Shami to do his thing for the PO app. Can you, can everyone hear me loud and clear? Nick, am I coming through good? I'm yes, we can. Here. Amazing. So I like to keep this short and sweet. Uh, so for today's PO app, if you don't know what a PO app is, you can go to the last pinned tweet at the top of this space to learn a little more about it if you're not aware of, of what they are. But PO app, P-O-A-P stands for Proof of Attendance Protocol. It's a free NFT that we want to give away to you, the audience, for participating in this space uh, and for Miguel's time as well. So we'd like to thank him for taking the time to speak with us. With all of that being said... It is now time to mint today's PO app. So please open up your PO app mobile app. If you don't have it, you can download it from Google Play or Apple App Store at this time. But for those who have it, please open up your app. And in the bottom right-hand corner, you're going to see a mint button. I suggest you click on that. Then afterwards, you'll see a menu pop up. And then you'll click on secret word. And today's secret word is not a word, but it's a name. I'm wondering if you can uh, only guess what the name might be. It might have, have to do something with the film. Today's secret word is the name Carlos. Capital C, lowercase Arlos. Carlos, C-A-R-L-O-S, is the secret word for today's POAP. If someone has been able to mint it, could you please react with an emoji? So I know that it is underway and we're good to go. Otherwise, I expect there's an issue going on. Ezra minted, clapped, was able to claim wonderful. Yeah, so today's secret word is Carlos. Capital C, lowercase a-r-l-o-s. And that's a little Easter egg from the, uh, from the short film. If anyone had a, had a chance to watch that. If not, I suggest you do. The colors are amazing. Um, it was one thing that really stood out to me from the film. So again, Carlos is your secret word for today's POAP. And once the space is over, you will no longer be able to claim. So heads up, if you're listening to this and it's pre-recorded and you want to claim it, I apologize. The time has ended. Ezra, Nick, Erica, take it away. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's such a like cute and beautiful POAP. Thank you.
our kid yeah, i i you. just i love every time that we use our character for the po app excuse me sorry miguel to interrupt but <laughs> every time that we use the character it's um it's some of my favorites for sure yeah i love the book thank you shami for for that and i love the the secret word as well and people want the shirt from Levina and find out what that's about and i, I also wanted to explain uh uh, for for a second, the, the title of the of the film because I think that's a good kind of um, uh, thing for people to understand what the film is about. Really, if, if they understand the title, because Cayadita means like a quiet girl in in Spanish. So it's a it's an adjective for quiet, but it's it's female and uh, diminutive also. So in a way, it's 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 often used as a sexist term. Because um, there's some there's a saying, for example, that says, "Cayadita estás más bonita," which means you are more beautiful when you're quiet. Which is, of course, a very offensive and sexist thing to to say about about a woman or to a woman. So it's um, the the reason the title this is the title is because it's an ironic play on the expectations of women to be quiet and passive and um, submissive, and and of course that that is uh, very very apparent and, and 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 more intense in in a character like a domestic worker who is expected to do her job without complaining and kind of being visible and everything must be clean and perfect but she can never kind of complain or raise her voice or anything like that and then the film kind of flips that narrative as, as you will see in the short film and in the feature in the future and that's why that's why it's titled ironically Cayadita. I love that so much. So we will move on to audience questions. We have for our very first question, uh, Prince. Hello. Hey, nice to talk to you guys. Uh, Miguel, it's great to hear about this project. I'm really excited to do some more research and learn about it. Uh, but I was wondering and hearing about your experience. You mentioned being the first NFT project or NFT funded project in Europe for film uh, for films. And I was wondering if you can speak to when you're the first, both the process of recognizing an opportunity in this case with NFTs, as well as how you come to the, how you get to the process of deciding that this is the appropriate approach for my project. Mm, yeah, thanks. That's a great question. Um, so in terms of how I decided to, to fundraise the film via NFT, so I've been working on this film, Cayadita, for like three years now or more since I started making the short film. And then right after I finished the short film, I already started writing the screenplay for the feature and thinking of how I was going to make the feature. And that's been a very long process. And then all throughout 2020 and 2021 and part of 2021, we were trying to fundraise it via the traditional funding models here in Europe for indie films, but especially in Spain, those are very terrible and opaque and random and weird and centralized. So um, we we were not kind of lucky in getting that funding, those traditional methods. So we were definitely looking for alternatives. And then that's that was happening in parallel to my discovery of Web3 and my uh, going down the rabbit hole of NFTs and, and all of that. So at some point, it just became very clear to me and very apparent that there was a way that I could join these two things and these two passions and try to try to fundraise the movie this way. 
Um, and then in terms of how I decided on the approach, et cetera, it's, it's been a lot of thinking, um, brainstorming, trial and error. He, initially at the start, um, I was talking to a few, a few crypto punks uh, who are advisors in the project and it was suggested that maybe we could do it with a DAO from the beginning and, and do it like very small, like kind of like, you know, we need a million dollars. Let's just get 20 backers for 50 grand each. And that's a million dollars. And, you know, that, that, should, that should, they were suggesting that that shouldn't be so complicated if we targeted the right people. But to me, it felt because I knew that this was one of the because at that time, the, uh, Julie Pacino hadn't released her project yet. So this was going to be, in my mind, the first film to be funded this way. And so it made sense to me to to try to do it in a in a more widely distributed way and in a, with a bigger community because I felt like that was a more replicable model for the future. And I felt like I wanted to kind of try to do something that more people were would be able to copy in the future and kind of be able to open the floodgates for for indie filmmakers in the future that they can just they can come into the space and if they have the right approach and the right mindset and if they are immersed in the community etc then potentially they can get greenlit via community uh, by fundraising with jpex or nfts so yeah, yeah that was yeah. my process I definitely think this is a format that people will copy down the line um, with the tiers for sure. So really I'm awesome that we're here that. in this space that you're like pioneering this. Um, if anyone else has any other questions, just feel free to request. It's a great opportunity to ask Miguel either about, you know, himself, his movie, his plans in Web3. Um, it's a really good time now if you want to ask. And for people who joined just now or missed the password for the POAP, um, it is capital C-A-R-L-O-S, Carlos. And that is a person who is in the film. So, yeah, if anyone else wants to ask any questions. In, in the meantime, Erica, I wanted to also touch on something that uh, I didn't get to cover before. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So important. Because um, also Jimena is here and she's part of that, of that collection. So I'll explain in a second. Uh, aside from the main collection that I talked about with the four tiers uh, and everything, um, I from the start, I also wanted this to be as inclusive and as wide as possible. And um, I, so what I did is that we, we collaborated with 17 artists from the space, and Jimena is one of them, who all watched the original short film of Cayadita and then created uh, one of one unique art pieces in their own style and with full creative freedom and then they donated them to the cause and we are also selling those pieces uh, on OpenSea um, and then we're splitting the proceeds between the artists and the project 50-50 so uh, those are 17 amazing pieces that you can see on OpenSea or on our website as well and they are all inspired by Cayadita which to me is very exciting because I, I get to see different artists takes on, on my work. And also because it's it's funny because people are already building on the IP of Cayadita, even though the feature length movie doesn't even exist yet. And then, you know, you can, buyers of these pieces have all the perks of, of a tier one NFT, and then also get to collect a unique piece of art from an amazing artist. And they are also unique and so varied. It's great because we, we have a wide variety of different um, 
art forms represented. We have an AI video piece. We have an abstract work, uh, which is Jimena's, which is incredible. And we have some illustrations, some photography. It's it's amazing. So I encourage everyone to to go check that out as well. I love it. I think we have uh, Rude Dog. What's good? Yo, GM, everyone. Uh, yeah, just want to say thanks for for bringing me up. Um, yeah, I mean, just so for me, I, I've actually just been involved in the space. Uh, I got involved about three months ago with an NFTs um, from a buddy of mine, uh, Jeff. And uh, yeah, honestly, just so thankful, you know, to be here. Um, you know, in the space as for you, um, let's see, Miguel, I, I think, I think it's super cool. Um, as far as like movies and, and the NFTs, like, I, I don't know, like what, what did spark your interest in, into wanting to pursue the NFT route with movies? Mm. Yeah, that was, um, basically, yeah, as I, as I said before, it, it was mostly the fact that, um, I've, I've been wanting to make this film for very long, and um, it, it, it was becoming increasingly difficult to find it with the traditional funding methods of, of indie filmmaking here in Spain and in Europe, which any filmmaker can tell you are horrible. So being myself, having been in the space for, for quite some time and knowing the power of community and and the power that community can have to empower uh, artists and creators to pursue their creative dreams with, with more freedom. Uh, I, it just seemed like a perfect fit to me. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Because honestly, I'm also hopefully looking for a route to, you know, bring music in, into NFTs as well. So I, yeah, just really cool to hear from your perspective. Thank you. I know you mentioned that Jimena is here and, you know, um, if she wants to talk or share anything about working with you and about the project, um, she can feel free to come up and talk if she would like. That would be great if, if Jimena comes up. I think we do have Oscar up here now. Um, Oscar, what's your question? Hi there, Ipara Miguel. Muy buenas tardes. Um, I just wanted to say, I have a simple question. Uh, so obviously you are a, a filmmaker in the Web3 space, and in being the first, you learned a lot in what to do and in what not to do. So my question is simple. What are some things that you are going to change if it is that you embark on creating another uh, movie uh, that is founded by uh, by NFTs and or founded by the Web three uh, space and community? Thank you. Um, that's a great question. Um, I mean, if if you're asking like for a future project, how I would do it in in a future project, then that's that's almost impossible for me to answer because the space moves so quickly and changes so rapidly that who knows what was going to happen, you know, because what, um, films take very long to make. So when I'm, when I'm going to start, you know, potentially fundraising my, my second film, that's, that's at least two years down the line. So, um, 
So I don't know how, how the space is going to be. But what I know for certain is that I'm in it for the long run, both films and NFTs. And I'm certain that I'm not going anywhere and that I work mostly for my holders now. So um, what if I do make my next film via NFTs, well, what is certain is that my next film will have an NFT element, whatever it is. But whatever that looks like, uh, what is certain is that it will be what is best for my creative freedom and for the value of my holders who have believed in me and have backed Kayadita. And so whatever whatever will serve their interests and their um and their yeah, their their priorities better, then that that's gonna be what's best for me because we all rise together and, and, and grow together. And so hopefully Kayadita goes very well and then the Kayadita DAO um, accrues a, a large treasury, and then maybe the holders are happy with with uh, having having back Caradita. Maybe they want to back my my second project, and that would be that would be great. But otherwise, we'll we'll figure a way. But we will all move forward together. That's that's for certain. Oh, I hear you. So it's just wag me all over again. Uh, muchas gracias. Thank you for your response, Miguel. And once more, uh, where can I find Calladita? On which um, uh, streaming services can I uh, see it on? So it's it's still open on our website um, uh, for now. We'll see we'll see if we need to take it down at some point. But you can just watch it on our website for now, Calladita.com. And then in terms of streaming services, if you are in the US, you can watch it on HBO Max as well. And in Spain, there's a couple of services also. I don't know where you're located, but yeah, that's the options. But on our website, it's open for everyone. Ooh, okay, I'll look into that. Thank you very much, Miguel. I appreciate your answer and responses. If no one else has a question, we can wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us and just listening to Miguel talk about his journey, what inspired him to start Calidita um, crowdfunding and just getting overall the co-op and all the questions he answered. Hi, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out every single live Twitter space on our Twitter at 1.37 p.m.